0: How to set an SEO strategy for 2024. What is the best way to set an SEO strategy for 2024? I'm your host David Bain. And that's what we're covering today on the Majestic SEO panel. So without any further ado, let's get the panel themselves to introduce them. So starting off with Kevin.
1: Hey, Kevin and Nick. Um, I'm a growth advisor at fast growing startups mostly with uh, strategic seo and in my spare time i write a weekly newsletter to now over th- eleven thousand subscribers uh, called the growth memo and recently launched a paid version of that as well called growth memo premium
0: superb stuff and also with us today is Catherine.
2: hello i'm Catherine Wanorui and i'm in charge of seo at fission inbound it's really great to be here
0: great to have you here Catherine. and also joining us today just in time uh, joining us is jen luca
3: Hi, everybody. I'm Gianluca Fiorelli. I am an international SEO and with the passing of a year, just being a classic international SEO wasn't enough anymore. It was really entering into the strategy of the companies who needed to go on an international market.
0: Superb. So strategic SEO for international
3: websites. Yeah, substantially. That's how to... uh, correctly approach the international market or how to improve your international presence.
0: Wonderful. That's Gianluca and um, last but not least is Gemma.
4: Uh, hi, I'm Gemma Fontané, uh, SEO consultant and co-founder of Orbit Digital, a uh, digital consultancy uh, based in Barcelona. Uh, thanks for having me today.
0: Thanks for joining us. Great to have you all here, bright and breezy on the 3rd of January, 2024. So just into the new year, but a great time to focus on SEO strategy. We return to our offices or we return to our home offices perhaps and consider, okay, what are we going to do for the coming year? But is focusing on a year as a whole too much. Uh, Kevin, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, is setting an SEO strategy for a year a good length of time to be focusing on?
1: Yes and no. Um, Yes, and so far that I think a year is one of the of the lenses you want to consider. But you might also want to have a high level plan for maybe the next three and five years. And the, the, the reason I'm saying no is because everything changes so fast these days. Uh, I don't have to go into detail about SGE and some of the updates that Google launched, SERP feature changes, et cetera, that you want to consider your strategy as a plan, but you you want to be flexi- flexible about how to get there. We're going to pause here because there's obviously a lot more to say, but it's good to have a plan for the one-year, three-year, five-year time horizons, but you also want to make sure you operate in a way that you can be flexible when the environment changes.
0: Catherine, you were nodding away slightly. <laughs> do you favor the one-year, three-year, five-year time horizons? I
2: think I have a bit of a different um, approach rather than a five-year approach. So I basically look at um, creating something for a, maybe nine months to a one-year period and then break that down into um, action, specific actions, because just like Kevin said, you really need to be flexible to changes and stuff. So breaking this down into um, specific actions within specific periods, it could be what size, it could be breaking it down to periods, yes, it could really help you to be flexible and um, react to changes or maybe anything that comes up within the business, really.
0: Okay, so nine months to a year, do you ever look further than one year in advance?
2: No, so far
3: I haven't. (laughs)
0: What about yourself, Gianluca? Are you a a long-term analyzer and strategizer?
3: Uh, By nature, I tend to say yes. And it happens. It happens sometimes, especially in my field, in international SEO, especially if um, the internationalization uh, is ambitious. Obviously, you cannot think in terms of six months or even one year. Many times you have to think, in a range of time which can be one year six months for let's say the most pressing most important new market you want to enter then one year and then opening in a plan which is one year and a half two years and even three years for the less market for the less important market this is something that somehow is an obligation Many times, because ideally all the companies would like to do something like this, uh, be international in just six months. But when uh, budget, uh, efforts, the needing even to create teams, international teams, is uh, is taking time. And uh, many times, especially when you are starting to have uh, many many people working together on a plan, then times if it's not really well set up is going to be even longer. So yes. But I agree totally with what Kevin and Catherine just said. I mean uh, you have to do to, to establish your your objective, your strategic objective over here, and then being feasible and flexible in order out to uh, to, to the journey to arrive to be subjective. So these are, these are what you are going to to do during the year. So you, you have your micro objective, your micro strategy for a short term.
0: So just before we focus on how to go about setting an SEO strategy, Gemma, uh, what are your thoughts on timescales?
4: I'm also not a very big fan of long ter- long-term long-term uh, strategies because, especially for my type of clients, it's very difficult uh, to do so. Not only for everything that's changing, you know, online or Google or whatever, but also for all the changing changes that uh, we live nowadays. I don't know in Spain or everywhere. So usually, um, I mean, yes, we do in a in a big basis. We can set up long term strategies, but basically, we also do more like three six months strategies uh, with more uh, concrete micro objective actions, and usually, it works better for us.
0: So, Perba, and we've got some nice numbers watching us live as well. Montse saying hello, great lineup for a necessary topic right now. Uh, Keith, good, good to see you as well. Uh, Keith, um, actions are for the short term, themes are for long term planning. Um, Kevin nodding away there as well is that um, a good way to put it Kevin
1: yeah yeah totally and I I think like I love the comment from from Keith because it it hints a little bit about what strategy actually is and something that I've noticed over and over is that a lot of times a lot of companies are too deep in the weeds for their strategy right they start on the keyword level or a traffic goal and that is not a strategy a uh, strategy starts with a key insight about the company, the market, an opportunity, competitors, a changing landscape, right? So it, it all starts, starts with a, a thorough assessment of where you are right now. And it doesn't, again, it doesn't have to start with the keyword level or technical SEO or something like that. It has to start with what is the company, what is the target audience? What is the product? Who does the company compete with? How important is SEO for the company? Even right, like how many resources does does the company have to invest in SEO? What? How strong is the brand? What's the competitive advantage? There's a whole catalog of of things to start with before you go into the actual SEO work. And then after you got those key insights, then you want to look at okay, what is our guiding policy? Right? What is our what are the themes to, to Keith's point? It could that, that's where you, it could be something like Content or investing in, in a stronger brand or, or or authority or those kind of things, and then you go into the actions, right? Then you set out and say, okay, let's build X links, let's ship a new page type, right? That's where you get into the weeds. So the point I want to make is that it's very important to start at the very high level on the company level, because otherwise you won't get buy-in from decision makers in the company anyway, right? If you go, if you go if you're too deep in the weeds, then most, most executives will tune out. So that's an important uh, point I want to make.
0: So like, I love how you started off there with strategy starts with a key insight. How do you know that it's the right key
1: insights you're focusing in on to build your strategy around? Yeah, it's a fantastic question. And the answer is, you know, you have the right insight when, when it goes back to a strong lever. Um, lever is something that you can pull or do more of and you get more back. Um, it could be something like, you know, say you're a, a, a software marketplace like G2, which I know intimately because I, I worked at the company, um, a, a strong lever in that regards is more reviews, right? And so the more reviews you have, the more of a competitive advantage you have against other websites and the more content you have on your website to rank higher on Google. But driving more reviews is not something that that a lot of SEOs would think of as as, as the first thing to do because it's not that close to actual SEO, but it has huge, huge impact on SEO, right? So you want to think about what are the levers that drive SEO or that drive the business, and then think about, okay, what are the key insights here that help us to, to, to improve that lever or, or pull that lever in a more effective
0: way? Catherine, what are your thoughts on the levers that drive SEO? I mean, do you often work with other departments within a business to establish what insight you should be focusing in on?
2: Oh, absolutely. So, um, first, it usually starts with um, getting to understand what the business itself, what the business wants to achieve, right? So, and and in most cases, you would really want to be really careful here because. Like, we mostly work with small um, websites, small businesses. And in many cases, you would see um, a client saying, Okay, we want to rank number one for this keyword. Why that seems like what they have in mind is not an actual goal. So, maybe in an actual sense, they mean we want to rank. higher so that we can get more visibility and then get more sales or leads so um, in really getting to understand what the business goes, you also have to um, chip in and also give more insights to the business to guide them especially for smaller businesses that don't have a really good idea of what they have in mind and yes about working with other departments absolutely so it's really important to collaborate with others because um, I've seen cases where uh, I've added something to a strategy. I've added um, an action to the overall strategy. And um, when it gets to the time of the implementation, so I find out that, um, so maybe further down the line, another department like the development um, department has like maybe a redesign coming up. And in that case, it clashes with what I had in mind. So it's really important to collaborate with other departments and really get to know what's on their plate, um, timelines to fulfill specific actions on the roadmap and yeah, stuff like that.
0: Superb and Gianluca, um, from an international SEO perspective, do you find it challenging because you'll often perhaps have competing focuses from different countries that you're assisting?
3: Yes. I mean, we can definitely talk about (laughs) internal battle between the different, uh, National, th- national teams sometimes. Um, I usually tend to, uh, I I do some sort of gossip. I want to know what's really cooking behind the nice faces I see on a video call uh, in order to also understand how to move myself with the people. But this is just diplomacy, it's not strategy. But a good Touch of diplomacy is important when you want to establish a strategy, which is able to uh, put everybody on the same journey.
0: So I guess you're establishing who you should be listening to most um, when you're getting a feel for um, how strong opinions are?
3: I usually uh, tend to talk with a main team. Uh, with a main team, in the sense, let's say a multinational company, usually has... Um, the main team, which is the one directing the others, and establishing rules for the others, and usually I tend to I ask to involve also the business. This, maybe not the stakeholder because I'm not on the level to talk yet with the stakeholders, the CEO of this kind of big companies, but yes, for instance, the uh. Responsible of marketing for the entire company in order to understand what is the process, what is the objective, the business objective that uh, are moving them to ask for a support for international SEO, and so I want to know our SEO, our international SEO is um, fundamental or important for their international. Uh, SEO strat- internationalization strategy in terms of business overall. Uh, I want to know how a business is working. How do they plan to to uh, improve the presence of our business internationally? Not just in terms of SEO. I want to know what are, what about the other channels? I don't know, I don't know. news news market, uh, uh, email marketing, uh, lead generation social media, but also physically, what we are going to do. We are going to expand also physically or not. I need to have all the data in order to fix, to have clear benchmark over which compare and prepare my proposal for a strategy and discuss it with them. And then, obviously, when it comes to international SEO, you have also the need to localize the strategy because obviously uh, you cannot say we already know for international SEO you cannot copy-paste uh, the SEO for one country to another country because it's a totally different behavior, totally different situation, etc. Cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So this is also for a, for a strategy. What, to, what, what you want to achieve maybe needs some steps and tactics in one country or another. But for instance, let's say Western countries are totally different from Eastern countries. So you have to think in, uh, you have to think substantially in in setting up a strategy and then localizing it with uh, local teams also. So it's quite, it's complex uh, as everything in international is not more difficult, but more complicated
0: love that lots you mentioned there as well to think about there as well i just want to mention that um rana said on uh, linkedin live we're broadcasting on linkedin live um should be broadcasting on facebook but facebook has had a bit of a challenge broadcasting live recently for some reason certainly broadcasting live on uh, youtube and x as well Uh, but rana singh thanks so much for an amazing live will it be registered i think um you're meaning basically can you watch the replay absolutely the replay will be available on these those channels and um, the replay is also available as an audio podcast as well so if you like consuming this podcast this content as an audio podcast then just search for the majestic seo podcast and you'll be able to find this show there um john you touched upon i love how you touched upon working with other channels and actually knowing what other channels are intending on doing over the next time period to actually help to refine what your seo strategy should be to support that um, you also talked about business objectives as well. Um, now, sorry, I'm just um, getting a little bit more room on the screen there and going to go to Gemma now. So, Gemma, um, bearing in mind what Gianluca said, Gianluca's um, talking about business objectives, obviously, Kevin talking about establishing key insights. Is there one key focus that you tend to have as your North Star for your SEO
4: strategy? Key focus. Um, mm -mm. I mean, working on multiple channels, uh, it's also something that I really pay uh, very attention to, Uh, especially nowadays with all the different uh, types of uh, formats that that we can include in our strategies. Oh, yes, yeah, sorry, I thought you were going to say something. Um, so, so yeah, for me, uh, this is also very important nowadays when we set up our, our strategies. Um, for example, and, and this is like something to work uh, with all the different departments. Um, so, for example, I don't know if I'm explaining good, but... Um, Nowadays, uh, for me, it's very important to know which kind of content and through which channels we are going to to, to create the content and the strategies and why, uh, to define the different products that, that we have, uh, to know our target audiences depending on the channel and to create the best content depending on what users need.
0: Let's, let's go through a, l- a little fun exercise. Um, so um, what we'll do is we'll get Kev- Kevin to start with um, an example of um, a key insight um, that we're working towards. And um, maybe um, Catherine and Gemma to break it down into um, different actions that need to be taken in order to focus on that insight and uh, build a strategy towards that. And um, perhaps Gianluca um, to evolve that strategy further uh, from an international perspective. Does that sound like a fun game to play? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Okay, Kevin, what um, key insight shall we aim for?
1: Cool idea. Um, so, okay, here's my key insight. Uh, I actually had this with one client in e-commerce and observing this with another client that I work with in e-commerce. I think it's a very important one. So here it is. Uh, the key insight is that for product related keywords, Google started to rank publishers on the number one organic position and then all the stores and sellers and retailers uh, starting position two, right? So um, this client lost number one rankings overnight that they held for years uh, because Google decided that they want a publisher to rank um, on the number one spot. So we am going to stop there. But if, of course, if anybody needs more information or context, I'm, I'm more than happy to elaborate.
0: I mean, obviously, Kevin, you, you can perhaps... Um provide your point of view in terms of um, best actions forward. So um, I guess there's a 50-50 thought process between either continuing to focus on the same publisher type opportunity and perhaps trying to um, compete um, with the the SERP, the, the new SERP, um, as, as Google has produced, or the other option is to um, attempt to compete in, in different areas where they were, weren't necessarily successful before, and the, the, there's opportunities that they, that, that, that they per- perhaps haven't actually focused on beforehand. Um, so, I mean, w- is your initial thoughts that um, they should stay competitive in the existing keyword phrases that they're targeting?
1: See, now this is exciting because you have a couple of different options. You can either say, okay, uh, we're we're gonna set position number two as the new goalpost, and we know we cannot rank in position number one because we don't have the right type of site. Or you can say, okay, let's go after other keywords instead. Or you can try to build your own publication and send that into the race. Or you can focus on SERP features on on in, in the search results. Um or maybe there's a fifth, uh, you know, uh, option where you focus a bit more on the merchant center or and the organic product listings. Oh, where is the sixth? That then.
3: Oh, where well, is the sixth? Six.
1: Yeah, there could be more. But but, yeah, but, yeah, yeah.
3: That yeah. could be because I have a question. Because uh, the publisher is is a let's say like the New York Times as a publisher, which is also using you know the classic uh, section of a website where they have the products selling products. So it's affiliate, substantially, overcame <laughs> within you or any other kind of publishers, like a review publisher. So
0: so, 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 Gianluca, as you jumped in there, how do you go about determining what is the best selection to make?
3: It's not really about a selection. It's about how you prioritize the stuff, I think. Because my sixth uh, option would be Substantially setting up a strategy, which is occupy the, the most possible organic space. Google is still giving me the opportunity to be in. So, which means search features, trying to maintain at least the second position with your current page, but also then creating, uh, content opportunity, not just only with your own magazine, which can be for certain sites could be quite difficult, Uh, but it's a valid idea, especially for big brands, having your own branded content, uh, informational branded content, for instance. Um, I always think, uh, you know, the fantastic, you, the grain hotel chains, for instance, talking about not e-commerce but travel, that usually have these wonderful magazines, paper magazine, and they never think to create the same content on a digital way. This is an example of how to create branded content, but it's they already know how to do it by simply translating it to a website. Yeah. But it can be also creating uh, what we were used to to call as um, I, I, not, now I forget what we call it but it's um, a barnacle SEO. So opportunity to be visible as a voice as a brand voice but in other websites um, because in terms of e-commerce usually we have, you know uh critic reviews Google is showing us critical reviews uh, Google is uh, presenting us also information by website with creators like video etc 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 so plan by strat- uh, having as a strategic point for instance is to engage more with creators in order to have this creator ranking for me and presenting my, products and my content. So amplifying the visibility, the organic visibility of my products using the power of creator and so on. So this could be, so you have to, the, then this would be, the problem would be how to prioritize the things that we want to do in order to counterattack the loss from position one to position two and not just limiting to one. So this is the strategies would be having all this stuff, but then prioritizing is the micro strategy and working on this. returning to my idea of working with other channels would be having the synergy with other channels. Because for instance, maybe you, the company has a, a video marketing department, for instance. So involving them and social in order to creative
0: stuff. Sure. So that's that's a really fair point. So so essentially what you're saying is that it's not about making a selection. It's about deciding what to prioritize. And, and that way you can decide on what to work on next. C- Catherine, in relation to what Kevin was saying there, um, if Google suddenly changes the SERP, and then by doing so, vastly reduces the quantity of organic traffic that you're getting from that, how do you decide whether or not you need to keep on going and just um, enhance your, um, the way that you're doing things or maybe tweak the way that you're doing things or completely change your focus and focus on different keywords.
2: Okay, so um, I'm really going to look at, um, so these, these keywords that we lost, are they like um, a specific type of keyword? So are we talking about maybe question-based keywords or um, are we talking about a particular set of keywords? So I'll really look into that to find out if a specific, part of um let's say a set of keywords is really affected before i can then look for opportunities maybe there are areas um these publishers as like in fact they're dominating the um first page for these keywords kevin mentioned granted but are there opportunities where we can do better so while looking for ways to really maintain just like um Gianluca said earlier, while looking for ways to maintain our maybe second position, I would also look for opportunities where we can get ahead of these competitors, because there might be something that's not doing really well, where we have a competitive advantage where we can lean on and really get ahead of them. And yeah, that's basically what I'm going to look
0: at. Okay. Okay. So maintain your current success as much as possible, but uh, obviously look for areas that you can get a competitive advantage in. So, so what, what might be an example of a competitive advantage in SEO?
2: Okay, so um, we're talking about um, content for one, relevant content, content that actually is really helpful to um, the readers. So m- most of these publishers, they might have um, a content on one aspect of whatever it is you're doing. But Maybe is there something else you can do better? Do you have the expertise to really get an author that really knows um, what they're doing? Um, Is there maybe like a tool you can use to um, maybe publish more content or um, build more? Do you have resources to build more backlinks? So those are competitive advantage, content quality, the tools you have, um, your expertise, and basically technology. Those are competitive advantages you can really lean on.
0: Gemma, what would you like to add?
4: Uh, well, I basically agree a lot with them, but um, I will prioritize too, but I will decide it, it depends on the kind of uh, search term that, that we are losing. I mean, if it's worth it or not to to, to try to still work on that. Mm. Or, or maybe if we can uh, try to do it through another platform, maybe. Maybe because on Google, I don't know, uh, in some years or in some months, this, this concept is not going to... To be the place uh, where users are going to to look for that, so depending on this, I will I will decide if it's uh, worth it to prioritize to work more uh, on to how to get uh, the the first position again, or or maybe to prioritize uh, other option.
0: Okay, great. Now let's talk a little bit about what an SEO strategy should look like and what should be incorporated in an SEO strategy. So maybe back to Kevin. Kevin, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, sure. So um, to come back to some of the elements I previously mentioned, key insights, the guiding themes or, or guiding policies and actions. So you want to start with, you know, what's the insight that helps us move forward to deciding where to play and where to invest. And then the actions include things like a prioritization, opportunities, risks, threads, resources, uh, and, and levers, of course. So usually it, it looks like, my or my preferred style, um, is a write-up, a, a written document. And it can't just be one page to get everybody on the same. It doesn't have to be this elaborate 10-pager, right? It can just be a high-level summary, and that then ventures into a spreadsheet, for example, or into a slide deck uh, based on company culture and what you personally prefer. But I think it's really important to have at least a summary that explains the logic and the thinking we should then share out with everybody who's involved in implementing that strategy, not just the core team, in this case SEO, but everybody who is involved in the strategy. So you can get feedback and comments and get everybody on the same page. I found that getting everybody aligned on what to do is half the battle. Most of the time, you know, there's a lot of confusion about people that people have about uh, what are we even trying to accomplish? What are where are we even going and why are we doing that? And so the format should be a write up. Uh, that gets everybody on the same page.
0: When you mentioned risks, it actually made me think of an of a SWOT analysis. Uh, did
1: did you ever do a SWOT analysis for SEO? All the time, um, and again, it's I, I try to bring it beyond just SEO. One example could be SGE. A lot of my clients right now are thinking very critical about what can SGE potentially mean for our business, and that that is not. A um uh thanks, Jay. So just for the comment. Uh and that is uh a, that is not just a, a SWOT analysis that I copy paste over for every business. Every business is affected differently, depending on if they're an in e-commerce and in local, in and you know, if they're content heavy, how much of an impact SEO has on the company, um, how defensible their content is, if they use programmatic or not. So um don't want to hog the mic too long, but I just want to point out that yes, SWOT analysis I think are critical. They're different uh, types. It doesn't always have to be SWOT analysis. There are five uh, forces. By Porter is another framework. There are a bunch of frameworks out there. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's important. And again, it goes beyond just the SEO stuff like links and keywords and content. Right? It's about competitors, Google changes, SGE, uh, consumer behavior changes. Right? Like uh, ChatGPT, AI assistants business models, again, there's there's a lot of depth here that you can go into.
0: Absolutely. Um, but before you get into too much depth, um, I love your idea of uh, creating something in written form and then outreaching to other departments in your organisation to get their feedback, get their thoughts in it. And perhaps those thoughts will lead to a more honed strategy for you and then you can get more prescriptive about what you think should be done after that. Uh, Catherine, so how do you go about um, determining um, how to solicit feedback from other people in an organization to to help to hone your SEO strategy
2: oh okay so um, just like Kevin mentioned first um, when creating the strategy document we do this um, in two ways so we first create um, a document that um, has all we have in mind like a write-up to have a clearer view of how things are going to be and then we have another um, document which is a roadmap which comes in an Excel sheet. So once we share this with um, other departments, we really fix some, um, let's say meetings or communicate through um, whichever platform works to understand, oh, okay, this is what I have in mind, great. Um, how long do you think this is going to take for us to resolve? Because if you really have other teams, um, actions that require other teams, you really need to get their input. So you need to, um, let's say, you need to get this website, or, okay, redirect these pages from maybe four four pages to this. Oh, that's great. But you really need to communicate with the dev team. How long is it going to take them? You can't just add specific hours and think that's going to be enough. It's not really going to go down well. You need to know what they have going on with them Um, how long they really think it's going to take and their goals, because they do have goals as well. So it's not just the SEO goals you have to have in mind, you really need to talk to them, find out what's happening and how you can really work together to um, ensure that the strategy goes through.
0: Absolutely, and the insight could be something like, well, is a bad user experience. Most people are not happy with having to wait five seconds for this particular action on a website. Absolutely. And what you're trying to do is, yeah, speed things up and the technical improvements, as you say, um, might take over a year to implement, or there, there might be a queue of other, other things that another department has prioritized for some reason. So uh, mm-hmm. unless you establish that, there's no point in actually having a goal of, of achieving those objectives within the year, because obviously you haven't had those conversations, first of all. So great point there. Gemma. Yes, and, um what are your okay. thoughts? Uh, so, sorry Catherine, go go, go ahead.
2: Yeah. No, I just, I just wanted to point out that it does save resources as well. Like I mentioned earlier there was um a case where um okay, we we are really looking forward to redesigning the menu bar and we went ahead with this only to, um, okay, we had actually gone halfway through this only to find out that there was an actual redesign coming up in the future. So this really didn't make sense because we had already wasted so much time getting to this level only to find out that there's something there's something else that is going to um, undo all this effort. So yeah, it does save time and resources generally.
0: Superb, Gemma. Go for it.
4: No, we do more or less the same. Um, so I, I basically agree with them. Uh, we basically, in order to know what to target, um, we also have different documents depending, also, a little bit on the client or, or you know, uh, or the sector or whatever, and depending on the department, uh, we have different. Um, camps that they need to fill uh, with different questions. So this helps us uh, to define our, our SEO goals. And they are like questions related to uh, the, the pros that maybe they want to prioritize, the target audiences, what they've done so far, what they want to do, uh, and some explanation on how everything is working. So after that, we can get some conclusion and then uh, have this. Uh, roadmap uh, to defining uh, all the different actions.
0: Gianluca, how do you determine that your target is the right target to be focusing on?
3: <laughs> to determine, I mean, no, I'm joking. You're <laughs> feeling the wind, where he's going. No, I'm joking. Uh, what I usually do is, it's, it's, a, it's a sort of, okay, somehow is am creating a sort of checklist uh, of how to explode, explode of a strategy. So if point A is here and point B is here, what are the logical paths to go from A to B? So it's more a mix between a, a Gantt and a mind map, in order to, to show a logic that I am proposing something. And then usually I give this document to the um, different departments in order to for them, to fill the space, the blank space that I left for them, in the sense, okay, if we need to uh, improve technically because there are many difficulties in terms, for instance, internal link, we need to improve, blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. So the tech department can give give me the timing, which is an important thing. but for let's say that also for achieving the results which is in B, we need to let's say improve the creation of content, both updating the older one plus creating new one, pass this part of a Gantt of a mind map to the content team in order to okay, how you can do that between these Space and time, how can you commit yourself in timing? Let's say, so they can start practically putting the information that you need to then complete and make this, let's say, f- at first, theoretic, theoretical strategy into something practical. Uh, for instance, they can say, okay, we can do the, the international team A for. UK, let's say, can say, okay, we can commit on creating 10 articles, but the Spanish one is telling you, no, we have forced it just for five, and then you have to combine all this kind of information in order to create a plan, for instance, in this case, any content and editorial content plan, which is uh, fitting for everybody and helping everybody to grow in achieving the subject, the, the objective. So it's, uh, it's giving first this sort of mind mapping Gant and blank Gant, Gant and then giving to, to the different teams of a, of a client, and then without, like, let's say in a separate form, then recovering them, merging the data with all the insights that you have received from the business owners. And then having a final discussion in order to conclude the, the strategical plan plus the tactics that you have to use. We've
0: got Dimitri asking if setting an SEO strategy for 2024 is the same as uh, setting an SGE strategy. I, I guess um, the answer could be that um, setting an SEO strategy is... Your, ins- your, 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 your focus on your, your one key objective, your your insights, your North Star that you're aiming for, but an SEO, SGE focus is more action orientated? Would that, would that be right?
3: Yes, for me, yes. I mean, for me, there is a, a big misconception, I think, about what search is nowadays. Because I still see many, many SEOs still thinking in search as... The organic search results on universal search. But this is not so since for many years already. I mean, when I tend to think to search, I don't know if Kevin, Catherine, or Gemma agree, uh, I think of search journey. What is the journey people have when searching for an answer, for a product, for a service, for something? So it's not just limited to to search. It's not just Google. It can be uh, SGE, but it could be also searching on ChatGPT or searching on Reddit or searching on TikTok or searching on YouTube and so on. So search is not just the universal search. I think this should be something that we understand. We should understand. And if we are able to think on a larger scope, then we can have a better strategy because if we think, okay, you know, the classic zero-click uh, SERP. If you think just in universal search, a classic organic search results, obviously that zero-click SERP and SGE, maybe it's going to be a problem a problem for you. But if you think in search as a search journey, so touching more platforms, more channels, um, more places where to search, where people search, where people actually search for something. It can be even Discord. So you can maybe ask, need to ask to your social media partner to start maybe a strategy on Discord because maybe you discovered through search that your people, your target is on Discord. And so you cannot do SEO for Discord.
0: So I would define the user journey first, yes. Yeah, so I was interested, um, Gianluca, about the answer that you gave previously, and you said, um, that you tended to use uh, a combination between Gantt um, and a mind map as well. So I think that leads us up nicely to a last question for everyone, um, which would focus on software and systems. Um, so can we get one piece of advice from everyone in terms of maybe a particular piece of software or, or a system that you have uh, to assist uh, with the setting up and management of um, your SEO strategy? And then after that, we'll also just get everyone to remind the user, the, the, the listener, uh, the viewer, where uh, people can find you online. So shall we start off with Kevin? Kevin, what, what are your thoughts in terms of software and systems? I
1: have one answer that is not super sexy but i think is the reality which is google docs or or google uh um slides uh i think that is the number one software most strategy lives um but one addition that i want to make to that which might be a bit more helpful for everyone is i think a good system is what is the single chart that expresses your strategy the best what is the single chart that reflects your key insight Right. And so it could be in the in the case that I mentioned earlier, it could just be showing how many number one ranks you lost and how many number one ranks publishers gained in your space. That's actually a chart that I used with a client that, that really helped everybody understand okay, this is the problem. This is what we need to 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 solve for. And so um I, I think that's that's more the system that forces me to be very clear in the articulation of again, the opportunity or the problem that needs to be solved. Um, but I think the reality is, again, it's 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 Docs, Sheets, uh, Word, Excel, Slides, PowerPoint.
0: And Kevin, Gianluca mentioned um, the importance of working with other channels, understanding the user journey, and then de- defining your supportive organic strategy based upon that how you're working well with other channels and talking about other channels Um, you're doing very well with your eleven thousand plus subscribers and your growth memo um email newsletter demonstrating that email was alive and well and good and um you, you drive people towards um a paid option from there i gather as well
1: yeah yeah thanks for, for bringing that up uh, david it's my it's my passion project, uh, and I'm, I'm I'm very proud of it. And um, yeah, you know that that's another another system and another key insight as well. So I don't I don't want to, um, you know, uh, spend spend too much time in the spirit of fairness, but just to quickly elaborate on that. Um, so the the the, the way that I strategize myself into this paid newsletter is that I, I write for a very specific type of intent or to, to solve a very specific type of problem. Um, and I realized that there was a gap on the market of of very in depth strategic teardowns of companies that people can learn from, or that people can use internally as a case study to to get buy in from stakeholders. Right. So if you were at a company and you, you read the say the the course hero deep dive that I wrote, you can bring that to your execs and say, look, this is how course hero does it. We have. Um, So what I should say is that these teardowns are supported by inside scoops from people working at the company, right? So these are not just outside in views. These are also inside out views that are reflected in those deep dives. And you can take this to your boss and say, look, this is how they do that. Let's, uh, let, let's try something similar. Or you know, if you're an investor, I have some investors as well, and they wanna invest in that company or, or competing companies, then that's helpful for them as well. But I, I realized that there was a strategic, there was a gap on the market of people who needed those kind of deep dives who are also readers of my newsletter. And so um, that's why, that's why I, I went into that direction. And the key insight here, as you said already, David, was talking to my free subscribers, just asking, okay, what are the problems you're dealing with on a daily basis? And a lot of them said i need buy-in or i need to learn from companies that are in a similar space or a similar situation so have some guidance on the next
0: step super and where can people find your free newsletter kevin
1: thanks yeah that's a uh, dub dub growth memo.com i will say there is an imposter uh called the that's not me it's growth-memo.com okay thanks. catherine what are your thoughts on software and systems to manage your seo strategy
2: yeah, so um, if I were to pick, if I were to pick one, it would definitely be Google Sheets. Um, it's really collaborative. You can really share it with both people within the company and um, external stakeholders. So it's a really widely used um, option. And you can also um, get um, your priorities in order. You can really make your chats more colorful. It literally has everything you can think of. You can put insights. You can share this with people. You can add words. You can add. Um, Images in most cases, so yes, Google Sheets is my number one.
0: Lovely. And where can people find you online, Catherine?
2: Yeah, they can find me at um, techseojournal.com or on my social media platforms with my name Catherine Wanawre.
0: So, And Gianluca, um, software and/or system for SEO strategy?
3: well, apart from the, the classic tools, but let me share. Well, you know, one person's Google classic Sheet. tool might
0: be another person's. <laughs> anyway.
3: <laughs> no, I mean the Google Sheet. Google Docs, Slides, uh, a good screen recorder because many times I think that people understand more with visual and visually is not just a screenshot. A screenshot, for instance, making people see a, a SERP, let's say of six months ago and the SERPs right now, maybe it's he, more helpful when writing two pages about the search changes. But also, um, what I like is uh, a screen uh, capture, to see how people navigate the website, how people search. So, recording the search session, a search session, sometimes it's something that I ask to to my client to, to do some sort of mechanical turkey in order with people searching for information, which is related to your to to their business, and see uh, how people behave on search for that information. So this is really really interesting because uh, the client itself uh, uh, immediately understand what is what maybe is with problem, what are the problems that we may uh, need to attack with uh, with our strategy.
0: So you're talking about using software like Microsoft Clarity or Hotjar?
3: Yes, but also a, a simple screen uh, screen recording because you cannot use Clarity or Hotjar for when for asking people to search on Google. So a simple uh, a simple screen recording uh, program that you prepare for people to to uh, to record the their yeah. journey. Mm. Uh, it's something that I usually use in for uh, uh commercial rate optimization, which is why uh, using this this kind of uh, activity in order to see how people are behaving with a website. This is classic, but if, it, it can be done also for SEO in my, and uh, I did it a, a few times with a SX in order to understand how really people are searching for something.
0: And, Shaluka, where can people find you online?
3: Well, you can find me in uh, the previously named Twitter as G one, and and now because it's a month or so that we from the European Community can use also Fred. You can find me also on Fred as GFiorelli, without without the one, and on my on my website I love dot net.
0: Lovely stuff. Thank you, Gianluca and Gemma. What? Piece of software or system would you like to recommend?
4: Um, I'm also uh a big fan of spreadsheets or uh, especially when defining SEO processes and strategies uh, however a, a tool that we also use a lot is look at a studio uh, in order to, um, to for example if you want to to well integrate with different sources and and get visualizations especially for different uh, departments or clients this is very useful too and also for there uh, including next steps so in more uh Oh, well. We also use this tool and, and I also like this one.
0: Lovely. And where can people find you, Gemma?
4: Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn or, or Twitter uh, at Gemma Fontania. Um, So there I will be.
0: I've been your host, David Bain, and you've been listening to the Majestic SEO panel. If you want to join us live next time, sign up at majestic.com slash webinars. And of course, check out the other series and book. Yes, hard copy book. As jean was saying, hard copy is something you can incorporate or link into your digital strategy perhaps as well for 2024. That's it, seoin2024.com.
1: Bye-bye for now.